and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfin, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hello, it's so great to be with all of you today. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. For those of you who tune in each week, it's great to have you back. I feel compelled to provide you with as much information, support, and resources as I can through our show, our interviews, and my own personal experience with breast cancer. The interviews and connecting with all of you is the fun part, but there is a lot of sweat that come with the relentless hours of post-production and editing we do each week to bring our podcast to life. I have to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, Podigy. We all wear many hats, and I think most of you know that I am no exception, hosting the podcast, running a nonprofit, and working a full-time job. But my heart and soul could not be more passionate and committed each week to delivering inspiration, hope, and support. That's why I've made the decision to team up with Podigy. If you have a podcast or thinking about starting one, I highly recommend them. They're super easy to work with and are offering our listeners 25% off your first month when you mention Breast Cancer Conversations. We know cancer takes a village, and I'm glad to have Podigy part of my support team. Welcome to today's episode. This is such a beautiful dialogue, and I am so excited to share with you all. This is also another SBC first because we've never done anything like this before. Today, we are celebrating the life of Carenza Irvin. Today, she would have been 26, celebrating her birthday. She is dynamic, kind, generous, and never complained about anything. Today, I have the pleasure in partnering with Carenza's husband, Glenn, to deliver Carenza the greatest birthday present ever, her story, her legacy, and this breast cancer conversation series in memoriam of Carenza Irvin. In part one of this series, we bring you into the whimsical fairy tale of a pair of star-crossed lovers, how exchanges of emails blossom into a gushing romance. Let's keep talking. And then that talk in turn to personal emails. And then it turned to phone calls and then Skype. And we realized we had a lot in common, but one thing, she lived in Seattle. We learned to advocate for ourselves and not sit still when we hear someone tell us that we cannot have breast cancer because we are too young or that it doesn't run in your family. Instead, the story will leave you feeling empowered to always ask for another opinion or an ultrasound, just so you'll be able to sleep at night knowing that it isn't breast cancer and your doctor was right. I am thrilled to introduce you to Carenza through the voice of her husband, Glenn. You will fall in love with her immediately, and I am glad to have the opportunity to have you join me today in honoring her 26th birthday. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Glenn, for being on Breast Cancer Conversations today. Thank you. I'm amazed. It's such an incredible opportunity to talk about one of the most influential people I've ever had in my life. Someone that epitomized love, hope, strength, and courage. Someone who didn't stop smiling, even in the face of the tragic diagnosis twice. Life-changing. Someone who put others first right up until her final days. And it's my absolute honor to be able to share the journey, the legacy, the memory of my best friend, my inspiration, the love of my life, and the woman who I'm proud to be the husband of, Carenza. And for our listeners too, I want to paint the scene for you. So we are sitting actually in my home recording this live. As some of you know, a lot of times we are in conference halls or 
studios, on site in hospitals. And so this is a very cozy moment, right? We have our cup of coffee and we have a eight by 10 beautiful picture of Carenza's smiling face on the table with us. So she is here as we describe this beautiful story. So why don't you take us back to the beginning? How did you guys meet? Well, it was, you know, the traditional way, randomly on a non-dating website. So we were both on this website and I was going through this incredible tough time of my life. So I was on a website that has message boards about all sorts of different topics, one being relationship advice, there's humor, a bunch of things. So I was going through and I kept seeing this username with these really profound wonderful, caring responses to people. They were just deep in thought. It's like, wow, that that makes sense. That's really helping me. And like everybody does, I clicked on a username to see what else they would have to say. And what I found was not only somebody that had these great, you know, wonderful, inspirational things, but also someone that was hilarious. She had these little pictures. She had one, it was just a lollipop that was half unwrapped with the wrapper sticking off the stick and it said my super pop or something like that. And it was <laughs> Really great. And she opened up a little bit more about herself and some of the struggles she was going through with her grandmother who was recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Mm. But then, so as I kept, you know, checking, she was also into makeup and I saw a picture of her and she was just absolutely stunning. So I had a face, her smile just captivated me. So every day I would look forward to see what else is she going to post? What else can she do? I never really interacted with her, but just got a sense of who she was. And then one day I had a really bad morning and for whatever reason, I decided to send her a message and I titled it, I'm amazed. And then in the body of the email, the message was everything that I found amazing about her, you know, her kindness, her compassion, her makeup skills. And I sent it and then had a moment of panic, like, oh God, I just sent a random girl a message. She's going to think I'm the biggest creep and I'm sure she gets tons of these a day and I forgot about it. A little while later, I got that little red indicator. I had a message back. So I checked and it was her and I was just blown away. And she was like, Hey, funny, this came up. I just cleared my email from all these other creepy messages that I got and yours popped in right after. Thank you. You're kind, blah, blah, blah. So from there, we just started emailing on this website and realized, Hey, hey, we have a really big age difference, but let's keep talking. And then that talk in turn to personal emails Mm -hmm. and then it turned to phone calls and then Skype. And we realized we had a lot in common, but one thing, she lived in Seattle or the suburbs of Seattle and I lived out here. So we're never going to meet. Boston? Yes. Sorry. Boston. Yes. Yes. So we just kept talking and then a random coincidence, we were going to be on the same coast, on the East Coast, and we made it so we could meet. Hmm. We had dinner at a vegan restaurant. She had me taste. It was pesto tofu. And it was absolutely repulsive. Oh, (laughs) I didn't like it. She loved it. She said it was good. But the burger was good. It was a uh, veggie burger. So it was pretty Mm -hmm. delicious and fries. And from there, we said goodbye. And had no idea if we're going to see each other again. Because, again, we lived across the country. Yeah. 17 years apart. So was she coming to the East Coast for work or travel visit or was she coming to visit you? She was just happened to be out here for a vacation with friends. Oh, nice. So it just worked out perfectly. After a few months, we thought like, okay, we need to see each other again. This connection is real. Let's see if we get together, what happens? So I flew out to Washington and we spent a few days together 
And it was just as if we had known each other our entire lives. It was incredible. Just little things from, I guess, body language to where you sat on the couch. It just, you just sat down. There was no discussion on anything. We had similarities. We had similar tastes and movies, music, anything, books, interest in psychology. Just, we fit. Like, wow, this this could be really something that we pursue. And so we did. For about a year and a half, we had a long distance relationship. Every 10 weeks or so, while she was finishing her degree at the University of Washington, during uh, her breaks, she would fly out to Boston or I'd fly out to Washington. And we made it work. And we decided after she graduated early, because she's brilliant, she graduated with a uh, bachelor's degree in psychology in three years. She um, decided she wanted to maybe move out here and get a master's degree at BC or, or Boston College or Boston University. So we decided to spend a month together. It's the longest we had spent together. During that time, we went on a vacation to Cancun with her family. Wow. So we, we all met there. She flew out here first. We spent a couple of days. Was this the first time you were meeting her family or have you met? I had met them before. When you were So out. when I was out there. Okay. Yeah. Just to make sure, you know. Of course. Like as we as we decided, hey, this, we're going to give this a try. I should meet the family of someone who keeps having a strange guy come out and visit. <laughs> so, so we went to Cancun and had a great, great time. She has three younger brothers who are amazing. And I have two kids from a previous relationship that adore Carenza. And there's stories of how they first met. And I can certainly talk about those because sure. she loved them. And they, of course, adore her. So I met her three brothers before. But in Cancun, really got to bond with them, just in the pool, throwing them around. I was like a big brother to them, and it was great. And so we traveled together for the first time. Perfect. That always tests the boundaries, too, traveling with a significant other. Yes. Yes. It was the first time on the way back that I got to see her hangry. I had never seen that before. (laughs) So we had a layover in New Jersey, and she was just cranky. And I'm going, what is wrong? What did I do? This is... You know, I what I'm sorry. What what is it? And she's like, I just need to eat. So <laughs> when she ate, she was like, That's me hangry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it was great. And, and we that all was, relate to that too. <laughs> yes. And that was our joke, just constantly. So then we spent the next three weeks together in Boston or south of Boston, and it just worked. It fit. And then we decided let's really make this go. And after she graduated, she moved out here in December of 2016. She won people over wherever she went. And that was one of the, the biggest things that I'll never forget about her. A month after she was here. So we had been together for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she's making this really big commitment moving out here to Boston, leaving her, all friends and family behind. I need to make a big commitment. So on January 23rd, 2017, in the middle of a blizzard, I asked her to marry me. So there was always this spot in Braintree that we would stop on our way from our house to the airport. And it overlooks this big field and then the city's in the background. And the first time we went there, a deer kind of came from the woods and grazed on the grass. It was this serene, wildly crazy, you know, moment. So we'd always stop there. So I brought it there and said, I want to get a picture of you or us in every season at this spot. 
And so a blizzard came in and I'm, I have to do it on this day. It's one, two, three. And, and the thing I had written for her was you're easy to love like one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And it was in there. I couldn't change it now. So she has her makeup done and she has a cute hat on and she's standing there. And I have pictures of her just looking at me like, seriously, the snow is coming down sideways. I'm cold. Yeah. We're going to see Star Wars after this. <laughs> Let's go. So took a couple of pictures of her and then I went in the picture and I had a remote camera button. So got that going. And then I pretended to drop it, got down one knee <gasps> and took off her mitten. She's looking at me like I'm crazy and asked her to marry me. Now, I have to ask, did you ask her parents? Did, did anyone else know this was happening? Like in terms of picking out the ring or the engagement and proposal? My mom knew. Your mom knew. Okay. Yes. There were conversations that we had before she moved out here about a future of where are we going with this relationship? And I said, you know, it's very early, but I can picture us married and living together, living together and then married and then being together for, you know, as long as you'll have me. Yeah, I feel like the in-laws or family or aunts and uncles are like, all right, are you guys getting married? Are you having kids? Like what next? Everyone wants to know. (laughs) Right. And it was different. And we had talked about that. You know, are your parents very traditional? When that time comes, should I ask them? And she said, no, 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 that's fine. So I kind of followed her lead on a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a fun time. And we spent that next, trying to do my timelines in my head here. So that was January, 2017. So we spent like the next year just having fun. And we would go out, we had our own date nights, we had our own routines, little inside jokes. And we just built a life together that was incredible. But yeah, so that year was incredible adjusting to cohabitating and Mm -hmm. her new job. And I was working more hours and we just made it work and it was great. And our relationship was incredible where people would tell me, I've never seen you so happy. This is you know great to see you like this. And Krenz is so wonderful. She's so good for you. And it felt good. And I hope people are saying things like that to her. It's amazing how change happens so quickly too. Like, you know, one thing happens and then everything seems to follow suit, right? Like you move across country, you meet this guy of your dreams, you get engaged and all of a sudden you inherit his family and his children that, you know, the job is going great. So this was all in short order. Yeah. And it was as if, again, that we were together forever. We would joke that, you know, we must have known each other in another lifetime because it just, we fit. I felt a bump. Really? Yeah. And immediately we went, I feel a bump. You said that like you stopped. Stopped in your tracks. right in the middle of yeah. snuggles and said, there's a bump. It's a definite bump. And she was like, I'm sure it's a duct thing. It's, you know, I'm 22. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I'll, I'll get it checked out. I'm sure it's nothing. And she never felt it before. She never felt it before. She wasn't doing self-checks or anything because, again, she was 22. Right. And she didn't think of it. Didn't run in her family. Nothing. So it was a, a couple of days later. It's like, all right, it, it, how's, how's your bump? She would, um, she had a, a name. It was Rita, right oh, side. Nice. Rita. Lola was the other side. I'm sure she'd love me telling that. <laughs> so Rita and Lola. Uh, Rita has a bump. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's still there. But, you know, I'm sure it's nothing. Mm. And what's going through your head at this time? Like, how did you know? I am always curious because I hear stories like this very often that, you know, myself included where William found something 
And my gut reaction was, oh, that's always been there. I never thought twice of it, whether it was like an ingrown hair, like under my arm that ended up being my lymph nodes. To me, it was just like, no, even doing the self-checks, it was normal because it's always been there. And so I think that's, I mean, I'm not in denial about it, but it was just, we know our bodies so well that how do we discern what's to be nervous about or panicked about versus, you know, this is just how my body always has been. How did you, like you discovered it, how did you, were you in tune? Like, how did you know? It it was just, it- I'm impressed. It it felt different and just- was like, wow, that that's a bump. She's like, oh, it's that they happen from time to time, and you know, not a big deal. Right. Okay, so I again followed her lead. It's her body. She knows what it does, right. and so that was November. In December, it's like, hey, that how's that bump? It's still there, but now it's getting a little bigger. Like this is not good. She's like, again, I'm 22. This is not. It can't be breast cancer. So Google was my worst enemy. So I'm panicking. She went back to visit her family around Christmas time that year. Christmas happens and you kind of forget about everything in the Christmas. And then it was early December, uh, early January, sorry. And it got bigger. Mm. It kind of had more of a texture where it was. So before when I first felt it, it was maybe the size of a pea, like a small pea. Okay. And at so like this a hard point, little round. Yeah. Okay. And at this point, it was like the size of a quarter, mm. you know, just in, in diameter. So I'm like, this is not normal. What, what's going on? It's like, again, it probably is a breast infection. Let me see. At this point, her nipple had become inverted. It's like, oh, these really? are not good signs. Let's, so she went to urgent care because it was also sore. She's like, breast cancer doesn't hurt. So it can't be that. Right. And the uh, doctor at the urgent care looked at it and said, oh, okay, I'm hoping it's just a, a breast infection or skin infection. So here's some antibiotics, call your primary care, get it looked at. I'm going to set up an ultrasound for you just in case. So that day or at a later date? At a later date. Okay. It was for a week out or so. So she went to her primary care a couple of days later. That was three, three days later, no change. So the antibiotics weren't working. Her primary care is like, you're 22. So let's give you a higher dose of an antibiotic, a stronger one. Wow. And at that point I was like, hey, can we start talking about breast cancer? Just, yeah. it has every single sign. And you've been reading up on this. it, right? Oh like, yeah. Yes, like the I, size, the texture, the inverted nipple, the pain. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, not yet. You know, if... If this if this um, antibiotic doesn't work, there's one more we can try that's even stronger, and then we can go for a biopsy or or an ultrasound. And so she canceled the ultrasound. The doctor did, and so the next antibiotic made Krenza extremely sick. So she called and was like, "Yeah, stop that and come back in." She went back in and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna give you a third one." She's like, "I'm going to the breast center." It's like this is not. It's not getting better. It's getting bigger. At this point. It was, I wish I had a video, but it was like, if you put up an L of your thumb and your forefinger, it went from her thumb to halfway down her forefinger in like an L shape. So it was, my guesstimation was more of uh, like a two, four, six inch type L shape, you know, bump. Wow. And it was visible. It kept growing. It kept growing, aggressively growing. And it was now visible. To, to the eye. You just couldn't feel it anymore. You could see it. It kind of rippled a little, um, had the appearance of like an orange peel. Okay. So just in that one area. Right. So Carenza smartly made the ultrasound appointment again. And then January 18th, 
of 2017. Yep. Sorry. All these dates in my no, head. No, the dates are hard uh, too. And just for a point of clarification too, so I can keep it straight. Were you already engaged at this point? Yes. we were, But en- not yet married? Right. Or- we were engaged for almost a year. Okay. So all of 2016 was like the engagement year. Yes. And then at the tail end of that, she started going to see the doctors and having all these body changes. Right. Okay. So we went to the breast center and just for the ultrasound and we're like, okay, this is great. So she went back. And you went with her for the ultrasound? Yes. Okay. I went to, I'd say 95% of all of her appointments with her. Uh, Again, she's from Washington. She made friends out here and my family just included her as family right away, but I was her primary caregiver while she was here. So, and I was really worried, so I wanted to be there. So she went in the back for ultrasound and I sat in the waiting room playing on my phone, trying to keep my mind busy sitting around and everybody's there is either for having um, infusions or some other cancer. I can't believe I'm in a cancer center right now. It it was surreal. And so what should have been just a quick 35-minute ultrasound was longer. So it was about two and a half hours. And she came out looking distressed. And I saw her walk by and go into another room. And when she went in the room, it was the the patient advocate sat there and said, get your fiancé. So we went into this little room. And there was a piece of paper on the desk written in red letters, urgent, underlined three times. I had her name on it. So I guess while she was back there, they did the ultrasound and the techs were talking, you know, how are you doing? Oh, you're from Washington. What are you doing here? And then I guess they slowly turned the monitor away and called in another doctor. Mm. And then they had her go for a mammogram. Mm. So they obviously saw something on the ultrasound and then the mammogram. And the... Now the patient services said, you need to come back here at four to meet with a breast surgeon, the oncology breast surgeon. Like, why? Like, it's best if you come back and talk to them. So it was one o'clock or so. So we left and got lunch and sat home and didn't eat it and just sat on the couch numb. Yeah. And just cried. And I, you know, held each other and said, I, this, this can't be, it's, it can't be, you know, 22. It's, right. you know, it's so rare. So, and she made calls to her, like her mom and everybody to, yeah. to let them know like, hey, this is what's going on. So we went back. Right. Especially when you're like 99% certain, right? Like they didn't tell you the answer. They didn't tell you it was positive. Um, but just to come back, like you're kind of reading between the lines yeah. of, okay, what's going on? Yeah. So we went back and we met with The breast surgeon, she said, I can't say it for certain, but I'm 99.9% sure you have breast cancer. Thank you, Glenn, for bringing us into your world, to introducing us to Carenza, how you both met and how your partnership together was meant to be from the start. No one wants to hear the words, you have cancer. But what I appreciate about this conversation today is that it's not just about breast cancer. It's a love story. It's about caregiving. It's setting us up for what a diagnosis entails. We are all going to be pushed to our limits mentally and physically. And I thank you for bringing our community into your world as we celebrate Carenza. Stay tuned for part two coming out next Friday, where we learn about Carenza's diagnosis and treatment plans. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to today's episode. We release episodes each week, typically on Mondays. 
If you have a topic idea or would like to be a guest on our show, please contact me at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. We love hearing from you. Please remember that the content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in our podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our workplaces. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship. Until next time, keep on thriving.